Hi guys, I'm Courtney. And I'm Lisa. And welcome to the next chapter in the Book of the Dead. Welcome to today's chapter. Hi, everyone. So today we have another disappearance. Yes, this one also involves a child. Why do you take us down these terrible rabbit holes? This one I went down like a, a real rabbit hole on because it was really hard to find articles in the vein of Alexis Patterson. Um, same situation, though, instead of a young black girl, it is a young black boy. So I really had a deep dive for this. Before we jump in. I did a poll on Instagram to see how you guys would feel if we took a couple of weeks off because I have quite a few cases that I really want to deep dive and with the way my work schedule has been and I was sick or at the beginning of this week and then I was sick all day today. I just, I I don't have as much time to put into those cases that require a lot of attention to do them correctly. So I put a poll up to see if you guys would be okay with us taking a like two-week break every, uh, probably every three months or so, so I could dedicate time to those cases and we can get kind of ahead of the game with some of the shorter ones. And you guys were really cool about it. So this is actually going to be the start of our break. So we're going to, you guys are going to get this chapter and then you won't get a chapter for two weeks. I just wanted to let you guys know that. But we are going to jump right in. So 1994 was the year that a pretty major case occurred here in the U.S., which was the case of Susan Smith. Now, she was the woman whose two children, three and 14 months old, were killed when her car was stolen by a black man. Except that wasn't true. Susan had drowned her babies and lied about it to try and get away with her crime. Now, today's chapter is not about that case, but I mention it because today's case is about another child, one who went missing in 1994 and whose mother was the subject of intense scrutiny regarding whether or not she was the one responsible because of Susan Smith. You know, people thought that she was just like Susan Smith or could be just like Susan Smith. So this is the disappearance of Dewan Sims. Dewan Sims was born on October 29th, 1990 to Dewana Harris. And I will say she goes by a couple of different names. Um, she had been married a couple of times. So she goes by a couple of different married names in the media, depending on what article you read. But for the purposes of me telling you guys this case... I'm going to refer to her as Dewana Harris, her maiden name. According to Medium.com and The Charlie Project, Dewan was a very energetic little boy, as most little boys are, and his favorite show was The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Dewan lived with his mother and her boyfriend, Victor Jackson, in an apartment on Detroit's west side. Now, allegedly, they had moved into the apartment pretty recently to when this case began, so the neighbors didn't really know the family, but it was said that they were pleasant and nice and quiet. Dewan could usually be seen playing outside with his mother always close by. And a woman that lived across the street, Margie Botkins, told the Detroit Free Press, quote, when I've seen her with her kid, the kid's always as happy as a lark. She's a good neighbor and mother from what I've seen. And she described Dewan as, quote, a happy little boy. Happy. You'd see him going along so happy that he just bounced, just like he was tickled to death with life. During the week while Dewana worked at a telemarketing company, Dewan went to Sunnybrook Day Nursery where, you know, he could play with kids his own age, you know, learn his ABCs, the whole nine. On December 10th, 1994, Dewan is four years old, and he went with his mother and her cousin while they went to the hair salon. He hung out at the salon and had lunch and watched some cartoons. And when Dewana was finished, she dropped Dewan off at a family friend's home because Dewana and Victor had plans to go out that night. The next morning, on December 11th, Dewana picked up Dewan. Now, this is where things get a little fuzzy. According to Medium.com, the woman that had watched Dewan overnight had said how Dewan had spent the morning playing basketball and telling her how excited he was to go to the mall that day with Dewana because he was going to get a new Power Ranger toy. And 
I'll get to why this is a little fuzzy in a second. Dewana picks up her son and they go to the laundromat where Dewana gets a few loads of laundry done and Dewan watches cartoons. Now, according to Dewana, after laundry, she stops by her mother's house and then went back to the apartment to drop off the laundry. After this, Dewana, according to what she told police, decided she would go to the mall. It was just the spur of the moment decision. And she wasn't even going to bring Dewan. She was going to leave him home with Victor so she could do Christmas shopping. But Victor was taking a nap and she didn't want to bother him by waking him up to watch Dewan. So she brought her son with her. Okay, so you have the I'm going to the mall with mommy, get a Power Rangers toy. And then mommy is saying that she wasn't planning on taking him at all. So exactly, there's some there's some shenanigans going on there. It's it's weird. And I was just going to say, like, according to that family friend, Dewan had said her had allegedly told her hours earlier that he was going to go to the mall with his mom. So I'm curious which one actually happened, because if what the friend said is true, then it would have been a planned thing to take Dewan to the mall, not a spur of the moment decision. And I can't see a four year old like coming up with like just out of the blue, like I'm going to go to the mall with mommy and I'm getting a new Power Ranger toy. Like, you know what I mean? Like that seems like a very specific thing. Not something, I don't think it's something that like a four-year-old will make up. It's, you know, mommy's going to go to the mall and we're going to get a toy. Well, it, that's normal because most kids, if they know that they're getting a toy, that's the only thing they can talk about. Exactly. And according to the friend, that's what he was doing all morning. Like, I'm going to get a toy with mommy. I'm going to get a Power Ranger toy. Like, that's what he was talking about. It's all he would talk about. But Dewana's going, no, I wasn't even going to go to the mall. I don't get it. I don't get it either. But I'm sure you have more information. So you're not getting there fast enough. Let's go. According to Dewana, they arrived at the Wonderland Mall in Livania, which, if I'm pronouncing it wrong, I'm sorry which is about half an hour's drive from their apartment at around 1.45 p.m., and they entered the mall through the Target entrance. Apparently, she was going to start her shopping in the Target, but it was very busy, which I will say the likelihood of a Target being slammed on a Sunday two weeks from Christmas is 100% believable, and that's speaking from 10 years of retail experience. Like, I'm betting all of my money on the fact that it was probably a zoo. Like, I wouldn't want to deal with it either. Absolutely not. Well, it's two weeks before a big holiday, major holiday, you know, where a lot of people are shopping. Is it crazy? I mean, just from shopping a couple of weeks before Christmas, I'm I'm pretty sure anyone can attest to the fact that the malls and the stores are pretty much insane. Yeah, exactly. So I'm sure she was like, I'm not... I'm not doing this right now. Like, I'll go to a different store. So they head into the actual mall where they stop to look at some toys in the window of KB Toys. According to Medium.com, Dewan wanted to go into the toy store, which is apparently less than 50 paces from the Target, to look at the Power Rangers. But Dewana had said no, and they kept walking. According to the Charlie Project, they were walking between the corridor that led to the Target and the main mall at around 2.30 when Dewana noticed Dewan was not with her. Okay, excuse me for a moment. He's four? Yes. Okay. Four years old, in a packed mall, a couple of weeks before a major holiday, and you're not holding his hand? Like, that seems a little... I'm going to get into the hand-holding thing, too, actually, since you pointed it out. Or I'm going to touch on that for a second, but continue. That seems a little no bueno. Yeah. Like, I'm a parent, you know, an aunt, a you know, cousin, whatever. Friend, it doesn't matter. When you are with a child, as far as I know, that child, especially in a mall, does not leave your sight for a second. At four years old, because they're little and they are quick as lightning and can disappear in a split second. And that was always my biggest fear, was that one of my kids was going to wander off. So it was, they were glued to me. Yeah. Because I was petrified that I was, you know, that I was going to be the one that I lost a child at the mall or at a store. So I wouldn't let you guys leave my sight. 
I'm going to say right off the bat, like before we get into the rest of the case, that I have some issues with this timeline already. And okay, I could be a little biased because I've read so many articles about this case. So I've got, I'm not going to lie and say I'm not biased. I try and be very unbiased. But in this one, I think there's, there's some bias there. Based on what I know, having worked in a mall that had a Target with a separate entrance, if they were still in that corridor area between the main mall and the Target, I would bet literally all of the money in the world that it wasn't a 45-minute walk. Like, I'm sure the Target was a zoo, but she wasn't standing online as far as I could tell, like to go shopping or to pay for something at the register. And while Targets can be quite big, typically the mall entrance is relatively close to the external entrance, which is, again, not a 45-minute walk. And if the toy store was close to the Target, which it probably was, how did it take Dewan 45 minutes to notice that Dewan was missing? Like, they couldn't have been walking that long. Okay, the Wonderland Mall had about 80 stores inside of it. So I'm making the assumption that it was more than one floor because it had 80 stores inside of it. However, according to Dewana, they only made it to the toy store and like a perfume kiosk. And then they were back in the corridor by Target. So I can't see them going to a different floor and then coming back down. They could have. Or they are um, going back up. Depends. Yeah, like they, they, they definitely could have gone to multiple stores and then come back to Target to see if the crowd had diminished a little bit. But it has never been mentioned that they were shopping or shopping around for forty five minutes before going back to Target. Like maybe I'm not making sense, and I'm not saying she's guilty of anything, but to me, based on just my experience working in a similar place. The timeline doesn't make sense to me. And I have the floor plan of the mall. So according to the Detroit Free Press who posted this diagram, and I'm going to post this on their Instagram, the parking lot entrance, you know, from the Target is literally probably just feet away from the interior mall, interior mall entrance. You know what I mean? Like... Here's the parking lot entrance. There's the interior mall entrance. This is the 23-foot-wide walkway, which is approximately 144 feet to the main concourse of the mall. There's one, two, three, four, five, five stores in that general walkway. It's not a 45-minute walk anywhere. Even if she goes down, I can't see it being a 45-minute walk. It doesn't take you 45 minutes to go that far and then come back. You know what I mean? I wouldn't think so. But then again, that's just me. I know, I do not know this mall, but I do know one of the malls that we go to, and I'm trying to think of which one it is. With the Target? No. Well, there's a Target, but literally if you walk in the Target entrance into that store. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, what I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is that when you walk into the Target from the parking lot, literally, I don't think it is 10 feet. From the mall entrance? From the mall entrance, because you walk in and literally right on the right-hand side. Yeah, is the mall entrance. It's like you walk in the front door, guest services is on your right-hand side. And right, and right that. next to it is the mall entrance. Right. So I just... Now, I, this one looks different. It's not as close, but again, we're looking at a diagram, so... It's it, not like the, the measurements are there. Right. It was one department away from the mall entrance. One. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And according to this diagram, it looks like you would be walking through... Based on, again, my experience with Target, typically the main entrance of a Target is right next to guest services so based on this diagram i'm thinking you walk in and either guest services guest services is probably on your right hand side because usually they have their cart corrals by the front door so if you walk in it looks like on the left hand side excuse me would be probably guest services and then the interior mall entrance based on this diagram and guest services is never a huge place no it's usually just the counter a counter with usually two registers. Yep. That's maybe three. Depending on the size of the target. But right. yeah, 
two to three. So it just seems very close. Yes. So uh, the 45 minute thing, I'm a little biased, but whatever, we'll get into it. We'll get into the whole thing. According to different sources, Dewana claimed that she had looked for Dewan herself until close to four o'clock. And what time did they get there? One forty-five, And she noticed him missing at around 2.30. So the reason that I think this is strange is that why, like, why would she look by herself? Like this mall had 80 stores in it. My first thought would have been like, no, I'm going to go get security. The mall is massive. Like, why are you going to look alone for almost two hours? Two hours is too long to be looking by yourself. Well, I know my reaction if one of my children was missing would probably be to go into complete and utter panic mode, probably be screaming their name at the top of my lungs, which would then have probably everybody in the store that I was in looking at me like I had lost my mind, which they would not be far from the truth because I would be losing my mind if one of you had gone missing in a store at Christmas time, around holiday time, because it's not just Christmas, you also have Hanukkah, lots of people shopping, and you have a missing four-year-old. Yeah, I'm pretty much like screaming like a complete and utter crazy lunatic who's lost her mind so yeah i'm thinking people would be coming running like store employees going like what's the matter what's the matter what's the matter what's going on yeah no absolutely and they do a whole alert thing at least and they usually do a lockdown yeah i you know most of the malls would do a complete lockdown when i when i used to work for whole foods i went for whole foods in a mall and that was, you know, my my very first day. They're like, if anyone approaches you about a lost child, like literally you have to call this alert, whatever the code, whatever it was. And then like literally they would lock down the mall entrance, for Whole Foods into the mall. They would lock that down and then they would um, lock the front door so that and the side door, um, the employee entrance so they could look for the child. Like that's that's like normal procedure. Every store has a missing child has a missing child's procedure like what you need to do and usually it does entail some sort of lockdown but i digress i can't imagine the panic in in her i'd like you know maybe she she was thinking hey i can find him i know my son i you know rather than wait for somebody to come and have to explain you know what he had on and what he looked like and all of this maybe it was you know like, again, you're in panic mode. No, absolutely. And I get that. But my, my whole thing, again, is two hours. I Look, I agree with you, but I'm trying to view it from another perspective. I know. I totally understand that. As I said, I'm going into this one more than a little bit biased. And I acknowledge that you don't know anything about this. So you're totally unbiased. That is correct. So I just know how I would feel. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's also that difference is you're a mom and I am not. So at around 4 p.m., she finds a woman with a radio who was part of the custodial crew at the mall. And this woman radioed security and alerted them about Dewan being missing. And they responded immediately. But Dewan was nowhere to be found, again, because it's been two hours. According to Medium.com, Dewana mentioned to someone, I'm assuming from security, that her mother, Beverly Harris, worked at Lady Foot Locker part time. But she was working in the mall at that moment. So they checked with Beverly to see if Dewan was with her, but he wasn't. And Beverly was shocked that she was only just finding out that her grandson was missing and had been for the last two hours. So she left work to join the search for him as well. And that's another thing. Like, you, your mom works in the mall. Like, if you worked when you used to work in a mall, mm-hmm. if I was in the mall with my child and I knew you were working, because obviously Dewana knew Beverly was working because she mentioned it to security and my child disappeared. I probably would not have called security first. My first stop would have been to where you were working and been like, mom, like, is he with you? Like, what? I, I don't know. I Like, I don't know. Like, it, he's gone kind of thing. You know what I mean? I don't even think you would have stopped in the store. You would have taken your cell phone out and called me hysterically. Well, yeah, probably. So, but that's my whole thing. So, like, I I agree with Beverly. Like, 
why am I just finding out if it's been two hours? Like, what do you mean? So after the search of the mall was done by security without any sign of Dewan, the Livonia police were called. They arrived at the mall and were told by Dewana of the search that she had done of the mall for two hours before notifying security. And then the police conducted their own search. They checked the basement, the back rooms, the parking garages, like any place where customers weren't allowed to go. And there was no sign of Dewan anywhere. Now, the search went through the night, but still nothing came of it. That Monday, almost two full days after Dewan disappeared, the Livonia police searched the Wonderland Mall for a third time. This time, they brought with them tracking dogs, and they were joined by the FBI, the Detroit Police Department, and the Michigan State Police. This was absolutely one of those cases where I don't think anyone could say the police weren't doing anything. Like, they were using all of their manpower to search. They they had, like— Every resource that they could use, they were using. Exactly. The mall employees were spoken to. Customers were spoken to. They, they even pulled the mall's extensive su- surveillance footage. None of the people they spoke to, according to all sources, were able to say that they saw Dewana that or Dewan that day. But at least a few people had definitely seen Dewana sometime in the afternoon. Okay. Was question was any of the surveillance footage that they had obtained? Now, of course, there's surveillance all over malls, like everywhere. But there's play, there's security everywhere that customers will be. Yeah, they pulled all of it. Was there, did they see, okay. Did they see her leaving the Target with her son? I'm going to get into that because they went over all of the footage. Like painstakingly went over all of it multiple times. Well. That is what they're supposed to do, but you're not getting to this quick enough okay. because you're taught you're you're telling us about a missing four year old child, and I'm in panic mode. Yeah, I may not sound it, but trust me, I'm in panic mode because she's not getting there. I want to know about the footage, so jump ahead to the footage. Okay, I can't jump ahead to the footage. We're going this in chronological order. You're killing. So. Police also spoke to Victor, Dewana's boyfriend, Beverly, and they spoke to Dewan's father, who wasn't named in a lot of sources, but I did find his name. His name is Zachary. It was confirmed that Zachary had not seen his son since Thanksgiving, and he was confirmed to have not been anywhere near the area at the time of Dewan's disappearance or even that day. So he was cleared immediately. He had an airtight alibi. According to an article for the Detroit Free Press dated December 14th, Zachary went out with relatives handing out flyers and offering a $5,000 reward. He said, quote, I love him. I just want to hold him. Like this, this sounds like a really caring father. Obviously, they had joint custody or Joanna had primary custody and he probably got visitation because he hadn't seen his son since Thanksgiving. Um, so it had been a couple of weeks. But you know, he went out with the flyers. He came up with the reward money right away. Like, obviously very worried, very scared, you know? Well, I'm sure he was flipping out. Rightfully so. Your child is missing. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be, I guess, the first call to the mom who's working in the mall, who then probably her first phone call after she gets off the phone with her daughter is to security going, well, what are you doing? Yeah, find this child, find my grandson. I feel like realistically it should have been Beverly Security Police Zachary. I would think so. That's that's what I think. Well, it would be, for me, it would be Beverly Security. Security would be the ones to call the police. That's true. Okay, so Beverly Security, Zachary, and security would call police. Yes. When Dewana was spoken to again, she repeated the same story and told police she didn't normally hold her son's hand when they shopped. He liked to be independent. And he did frequently wander off when they were out, but he always returned within a couple of minutes. That makes me twitch. I have a thing about holding your kid's hand. But whatever. It's it's not hard. Just hold her hand. So Dewana told the Herald's Palladium, quote, I gave Dewana a little more freedom than he should have had, but I'm paying for that now. 
According to an article printed in 1994 for the Battle Creek Inquirer, after police detectives meticulously went over the surveillance from the mall, couples with the statements from the mall employees, Lieutenant Peter Kunst said, quote, We find no evidence that Dewan Sims was at Wonderland Mall, nor has anyone come forward to place Dewan at the mall. Evidence leads us to believe that Dewan Sims was not at Wonderland Mall. So he was never there. In fact, according to the surveillance, Dewana herself doesn't even appear on any camera footage until 4 p.m. when she walks up to that custodian, even though she claims she was there for a few hours at that point looking for Dewan. Well, I would think that if you're in a mall that has 80 uh, stores in it, that with that type of security system, because again, you can see security cameras all over the place and they don't just cover one little section depending on where they're placed. Usually it's a broad spectrum of, you know, so they're kind of covering, They, you know, maybe they have, I don't know, 40 cameras, but those 40 cameras are covering all of those stores and probably overlapping Yeah, in coverage. Like there's no way she was at that mall for two hours, as she said, and not seen at all on any security camera until four o'clock, unless she wasn't there. Well, from my own, I don't know, my own experience, if someone is missing, and it doesn't even have to be a little child at a mall, if someone's missing, the, their, their loved one is usually frantic. And that would be, at least in my eyes, would be someone sticking out on a video camera exactly you know running up and down the mall you know standing scanning the no absolutely absolutely and there was you know none of that on any surveillance you know so if there is just people walking through the mall in no particular hurry or whatever no frantic looking no looking under you know benches you know like, like little seating areas looking under benches or anything like that, that would that would be a huge red flag to me. Yep. Huge, big, well, you know, it red was flag, flag on the play. Hello? It was a red flag. According to Dewana, of course, she maintained her story that Dewan was with her and had no idea why he wasn't seen on the cameras at all. Of course, after this very concerning discovery, police focused their attention on Dewana. The days were passing, and by the end of the first week, police were searching everywhere. They searched the home of Dewana as well as her car. They searched relatives' homes. They were looking all over the neighborhood with tracking dogs, helicopters, ATVs, like they went into wooded areas. According to a 1994 article for the Lansing State Journal, Dewana said she would never hurt her son, but she understood why police were so focused on her. She also said this focus was due to the Susan Smith case, so she was insinuating that the police already had a bias against her. She said, quote, I feel this investigation has been focused the wrong way. I feel that a lot of the turns they are taking is because of the Susan Smith case. I do understand what the Livonia police have to do, and that's why I have been cooperating with them to the fullest extent. And I will say, like, it does really seem like she was cooperating. She was willingly giving them access to whatever they needed during the course of the investigation. Although after 18 hours of questioning on the Tuesday after Dewan disappeared, she had stormed out of the interview very angrily, claiming she was tired of the questions. Which, I mean, I 18 hours being grilled by police, I would... Oh, it's fully understandable. Yeah. But on the flip side of that coin, if you're missing a four-year-old child, I'd be like, ask me anything. You want to know, just ask me anything. Just find my child. Yeah, Like, I don't care what you do. You want to throw me in jail, go ahead, just find this child. That that would be my thing. And even now, if you went missing, yes, I'd be telling the police, you could throw me in jail. I don't really care. Just go find her. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I get that. According to an article by the Detroit Free Press, by the 16th, the police had received 200 tips about a wand that they had to sift through, and they were searching a nearby park on ATVs and horseback looking for clues, presumably because of a tip they had gotten. Lieutenant Kuntz told the newspaper, quote, We hold out hope against hope that we can recover Dewan, find out where he is. They were also looking into an insurance policy that could be a potential motive if Dewan were to be found. 
According to that same article, Beverly Harris, Dewan's grandmother, had taken out a life insurance policy on her grandson. Allegedly, she couldn't remember exactly when she did or how much it was for, stating it was either twenty-five dollars or $50,000. However, she claimed that this was to be used to help put Dewan through college. She said that Dewana hadn't known about it and she was going to take policies out on herself, Dewana, and her other daughter for financial security. You know, she said it's cheaper if you start with the baby insurance. Well, it is. There, there is insurance for babies. I believe it is. Well, Gerber's one of them. Well, yeah, that's that was the one I was going to say. I know that, okay, about a million years ago when I was in school, they you could also get insurance through school yeah that you filled out you know when you have to fill out all of the like onboarding enrollment paperwork enrollment paperwork or classroom paperwork depending on what it was but you know it's like whether or not this child is eating lunch in school or has to be there for before care or after care if you get the reduced milk you know it's a um a reduced price for milk mm-hmm. for your child, uh, depending on, I guess, your, your financial, financial status. situation. They offered one of those things that you had to fill out was insurance for your child. Now, again, this is a million years ago, so I don't know what it is now. But I also know that, as you said, there's Gerber life insurance for baby. You start as... You know, your parents take it out or your loved ones take it out when you're a baby. And then you can continue that for your, you know, when you're older and you're working, you can continue that insurance policy. Yeah, no. And I, I'm not saying she's wrong for taking out the life insurance policy, but I get why the police were like, hmm. By the end of the first week, Dewana had gone back to the Wonderland Mall twice with Lavania police to reenact her movements the day Dewan disappeared during the time that she said she was looking for him. According to the Detroit Free Press, and you're, you, you guys are going to hear me mention them a lot, they, like in the case of Alexis Patterson, there was not a lot of coverage for Dewan, and most of the coverage came from Michigan-based media outlets. Like, it, it's really only the Detroit Free Press that covered it. Think about it, there's a lot of states. It's the same way if it's a local news or, you know, story the local news are the ones that carry it. No, 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 I totally understand. I'm just saying those are like really the only sources. This second reenactment was more extensive than the first one. Detective Sergeant Kenneth Marlowe said, quote, we never took a complete tour of the mall that she indicated she did. We went to the store she said she was in. Also, he said he never thought of the possibility that Dewan would never be found. He said, quote, we're hoping that we'll be reuniting Dewan with his family. Now, on the Monday and Tuesday after Dewan disappeared, Dewana is given two polygraph tests, and she fails both of them. I couldn't determine what, what exactly they asked her or what specific questions she failed in regards to the polygraph test, but she did fail, and the police were, if they weren't suspicious of her based on the strange timeline that she had given them and the surveillance footage, they would definitely be suspicious of her now. Dewan's father, Zachary, was also given a polygraph test, but he passed with flying colors. Again, as I said, he had an airtight alibi, and the police weren't looking at him as a suspect, but I'm sure it was standard procedure just in case that they give him a polygraph as well. According to a blog post on the vivid faces of the vanished, former police chief Robert Stevenson told the Detroit News, quote, I can tell you that not one person who worked on the investigation believed her story. But neighbors were quick to defend Iwana, and friends and family were outraged that police seemed to be focusing on her. Bernice Franklin, whose grandchildren played with Iwana, said, quote, I don't think she had anything to do with it because she didn't seem like that type of person. She took very good care of her son. I was very proud of her. She was a young girl, but she was a mother, and she wasn't one of those girls who partied and ran around without her child. Because at this time, Iwana uh, was 25. And a neighbor of Beverly Harris, who used to babysit Dewana and her sister, Cynthia Williams, said that she believes someone could have kidnapped Dewan and her own and her own grandchildren have slipped away from her in a crowded mall before. In reference to the failed lie detector test, Cynthia said, quote, people pass lie detector tests that have done wrong. Dewana probably was upset and that could throw a lie detector off. 
we would have Bible study together. I know she has good inside her. And her mother said, quote, police haven't said that she failed a lie detector test. Nobody said that she failed a lie detector test. She said that she was scared to death and that's all she said about it. According to the Detroit Free Press, polygraphs are definitely not infallible, as we've talked about in the past. Sergeant John Tillman, who was an examiner with the Michigan State Police Department's polygraph unit, said, quote, due to examiner error, it is possible to fail a test and be truthful. It's possible for the examiner to misinterpret the results. He went on to explain that there are a lot of factors that could skew results in a polygraph from high anxiety or the lack of fear of detection. Although he did say that the five to 6,000 tests that are administered annually by the state police are 98 to 99% accurate. So I guess take that information and do what you want with, what you want with it. According to another article for the Detroit Free Press, which was published on December 22nd, the Livonia police actually called off the random searches that they were doing at this point because police had received over 700 tips and Dewana had started therapy. But according to Detective Lieutenant Pete Kuntz, the Livonia police, quote, are no closer to solving this. The investigation continues. In regards to their searches, Pete Kuntz also said, quote, we feel we have searched every place that would make sense to search. Police strongly believed at this point that the only way they were going to make a break in the case is if they could figure out where Dewana was between noon and three o'clock the day Dewan disappeared. Because, again, she was not at the Wonderland Mall. So where was she in the that three-hour time span from when she was at uh, the laundromat and at the mall? According to the Battle Creek Inquirer article that was published on the same day as the Detroit Free Press, Dewana had said... Quote, well, they have been looking for a body from the very beginning, and I have been very strong about that. They shouldn't have been looking for a body. They should have been for they should have been looking for a child. She also said that she had allegedly been told by police that in the event that they found a body, they would be arresting her. According to that same article, the same week that these searches were halted, a woman had apparently walked into Detroit's 10th precinct and said that Dewan was alive and in Florida. Of course, police looked into that tip as they had all 700 other tips they had received, but it did seem to be unfounded. And according to Pete Kuntz, the police were going through every tip that came in, hoping that someone would mention seeing Dewana's car at the Wonderland Mall, but they hadn't received any tips relating to her car at all. On December 25th, according to another article for the Detroit Free Press, the Christmas decorations Beverly had put up were being taken down and Dewan's presents were being put away until he came home. Beverly said, quote, We just want to spend Christmas quietly prying. Dewan can open his presents when he comes home. Detective Coons told the Detroit Free Press that they were still treating the case as a missing child case and they had no evidence to suggest Dewan had left the Detroit area. What's interesting is that, according to this article, there was reportedly an investigation in Florida being conducted regarding alleged welfare fraud that Dewana had been committing. Apparently, she had been in Florida for a while earlier that year, and she was receiving welfare checks that were being cashed and then sent to her, even after Dewana had moved back to Detroit. Beverly claimed she knew nothing about this. She said, quote, I do not believe it is true, and I don't understand what this has to do with her baby being missing. But I think it's interesting that she was being that she was being investigated for fraud during this time. You know, she's not making. Okay, this is not looking good for her. Now, yes, there are people that have stolen identities and done of all of that stuff and gotten help and you know from different agencies, and it's not the actual person. Yeah. And I mean, I'll go over the that investigation like very briefly in a little bit, um, like kind of what they were finding, but it it's interesting. No, absolutely. I'm just, you know, again playing a little bit of a devil's advocate here. Going, it could have been somebody else. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. On December 31st, according to a different article for the Detroit Free Press, a woman was charged with giving a false tip to police because this woman, identified as Connie Davies, had called police and said that Dewan was being held hostage by a family in her neighborhood. But this was completely false and completely unfounded. And it looks like she had apparently made other false allegations in the past about missing children. So I don't know if this was like an attention thing or what, but this was not the first time she had called the police with false information. And they did charge her for that, which is good because 
Like, that's fucked up. Like, how... You're taking time and resources away from, you know, the actual case when when you're lying. No, absolutely. Like, I don't know if she was doing it just for attention or for the reward money or what, but it's it's fucked up. According to that same article, the tip count was up to a thousand and the police were expecting more tips to roll in because posters had been put up on smart buses driving through Detroit. Now, around 300 of these posters were put on these buses and they were and they displayed the picture of Dewan, Dewana and her Ford Thunderbird with two different numbers to contact if they had any information that would lead to Dewan's whereabouts. In January, a high-profile criminal defense lawyer named Cornelius Pitts went on TV and said he was retained by the Harris family, but Beverly said, no, that's not exactly true. Quote, he is just advising me on matters. She said he went on TV just to help get more publicity for Dewan's case, because by this point, the amount of officers on the case had dwindled from 40 to around 12. Around this time, Dewana also ended up taking leave from work. Her mother said this was due to the stress and agitation of being scrutinized by the police, and Dewana's therapist had advised her to take time off and rest. So she was kind of, like, in hiding, because after, like, November, Beverly's the only one doing any talking to the media, not Dewana. Dewana, like, won't respond. Like, she wasn't picking up the phone. She wasn't doing anything. In February, almost two months after Dewan disappeared, police had nothing to go on. Tips were no longer coming in, and Sergeant Ken Marlowe said, quote, We're still actively pursuing every tip we get, but the case is no closer to a conclusion than on December 11th. We're just waiting for that one tip that says he's alive and well, or that somebody saw someone do something with him. And as of February, Marlowe and another detective, Sergeant Jim Houghton, were the only ones assigned to investigate his case. And it seems like the Harris family completely went radio silent as well. According to Sergeant Marlowe, he hadn't talked to Dewana or her family in a couple of weeks. By March, the Harris family had completely retreated from from the public eye, and Kenneth Marlowe was painfully going over all of the information they had over and over, hoping something had been missed that would lead to Dewan. According to the Detroit Free Press, Dewan Sims' disappearance consumed Kenneth Marlowe's life. He said, quote, I dream about it. I wake up in the morning and I know I've been dreaming about Dewan. He's always there. He's the last thing I think of before I fall asleep and the first thing I think of when I open my eyes. I also want to add that Sergeant Marlowe kept a framed photo of Dewan on his desk. He said he didn't want anyone to forget him. And Beverly Harris said that, according to the Battle Creek Inquirer, quote, I have always believed, have to keep believing, that one day my baby is going to walk in the door. He may not be a baby anymore, but he'll be back. Also, in March, Dewan married Victor, her boyfriend, and moved to a different area of Detroit. So it's just, it's, it's like I feel so bad for Sergeant Marlowe, too. Well, any time a child is missing, the police officers take it very personally. Yeah, this this is like because, the case he can't let go of. Right. Well, it it almost it's almost as if those children become their children as well. Yeah. No. Exactly. Now, about a week later, an anonymous letter was sent to police in different media outlets that claim that Dewan's body was placed in a dumpster in Detroit on December 13th. According to the Detroit Free Press, the letter said, quote, First of all, Dewan is dead and has been for a while. It went on to talk about financial issues the family was having that was the cause behind Dewan disappearing and claimed that there was an attempt at making him disappear before he went missing. Quote, But everyone got scared. The people behind the whole thing are so scary. The letter also went on to claim that Dewan would be next to die. At this time, Dewana was in an unnamed hospital being observed for problems with her pregnancy because she was pregnant. Again, at this time, the letter was handwritten in, quote, in a sloppy, left-sloping manner with few grammatical or spelling errors. Beverly Harris said she hoped that someone was playing a game. By December, a $25,000 reward was being offered for any information leading to the arrest, prosecution, and conviction of anyone connected with Dewan's disappearance. And at the same time, the Florida State Attorney General was saying that they had about 30 days left in their investigation. And it did appear that Dewana could potentially be facing charges because it looked like it was confirmed that 
she and the roommate she was living with in Florida had filed for state assistance and that roommate was cashing the money in Florida and sending the money to Dewana in Detroit after she moved back home. So it looked like she was definitely behind that. But I don't know in in terms of that investigation, like kind of what the results of that were. Okay. Well, you know, look, I try and give every give you the benefit of the doubt and play that little devil's advocate there. But if it's true and that's exactly what's happening and she's defrauding you know, a state agency. Well, that again, no bueno thing. Well, don't worry. We're going to talk about some more trouble that Tawana got into. In 1996, police received a tip after after America's Most Wanted featured Dewan's case, saying that Dewan was in Lansing, Michigan, attending Grant River Elementary School. But the tip turned out to be false. Uh, Sergeant Marlowe had gone to Lansing, you know, looked at the the child's and because when they had received pictures of this child, there was enough of a resemblance that, you know, he went, this this could be him. This right. could be Dewan. So he went and looked and just based on some specific identifying features, like Dewan has a gap in his front teeth and this little boy did not have that. And a couple of um, other distinguishing factors, he said it was it was pretty definitive that this was not Dewan Sims. But I, I, I understand why that tip would have been made. No, absolutely. If someone saw that little boy like out and about, it, it definitely could have been like, "Oh my God, is that him?" So I don't, I don't think that was anybody being malicious or you no. know, like that other woman just making shit up. Like this seemed like someone genuinely thought this little boy was, and even Detective Marlowe was like, "Yeah, like I, he, he definitely looks like Dewan. He just, you know, and fortunately, the little boy." wasn't because that could have been very traumatizing no but unfortunately yeah it wasn't because dewana is still missing right in august of 1996 dewana was arrested for threatening victor with two knives during a domestic dispute apparently this whole thing started because victor had taken his daughter from a previous relationship shopping and dewana was very angry that he didn't take their daughter with them who was five months old at the time I don't know. That's that seems like a disproportionate reaction to the situation. I would think so. I mean, you know, five months old. Who wants a five month old at a mall when they're so fragile? Yeah, you know, it can get sick and and you know from germs there. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, plus, you know, maybe Victor just wanted to spend some alone time with his daughter. I don't yeah, know. Like, his, there's nothing wrong yeah, with that. Like, I don't know what his custody arrangement looked like if he had partial or anything like that. But like, if he just got like her, say, every other weekend, like, why is it such a bad thing that he wants to spend time with just him and his daughter? I don't know why Dewan is freaking out about that. It's not that serious. No, and considering you know he's living in a house with his other child. Yeah. Who he sees every day. Yeah. Like, I would want to spend, like, if I was Victor and my child was coming for, like, you know, their regular visit or something, I would plan probably something special to do just me and her. Like, I would obviously plan something to do as a family, you know, with my wife and my other daughter with, you know, this daughter that I don't have me a primary custody of but i would probably plan something to do just me and her mm-hmm. you know whether it's shopping or going to the movies or whatever so like i don't understand why she like it's weird that she got so violent she overreacted at mm-hmm. least in my world mm-hmm. she did and she you know she did go to jail for that um she posted a thousand dollars over ten thousand dollar bail and then she ended up having to take um domestic violence counseling or courses and then go to counseling um well again still understand all of that makes mm-hmm. sense yeah you can't threaten somebody with a knife or two for nothing you, you're not well, you, to... yeah you should be doing it in general no. but especially <laughs> especially over something that he didn't do wrong. They do end up getting divorced, and I don't blame Victor for that in the slightest. Eventually, the case goes completely cold. 
The Wonderland Mall was torn down in 2003, and police, never finding a crime scene, admitted that it was possible Dewan was still alive, but they didn't know where to look, according to Medium.com. Now, there's no information at all on the investigation until 2019 when a man comes forward claiming that he is Dewan Sims. Now, he submitted DNA, but due to the COVID-19 pandemic, it delayed the results for a really long time. The man, identified as Mike Cash, said he first learned of Dewan's case in 1999 when a television psychic talked about the case on their show. He said, quote, I remember looking at my younger pictures and thinking that looks just like, according to the Detroit Free Press, Dewana, who was remarried and living in North Carolina, had spoken to the man and said she was not convinced he was her son. Allegedly, he couldn't answer any specific questions about Dewan or even knew his birthday. In 2020, before the results of the DNA test come, came back, Dewana passed away. I'm not sure what she passed from, but she passes away. She passed away in, on December 7th, I believe, of 2020, without ever knowing the results or getting any sort of resolution on That's her son's terrible. case. In June of 2021, the results came back and confirmed that Dewana was right. Mike Cash was not her son. According to the Vivid, the vivid faces of the vanished blog I mentioned earlier, Livonia police captain Tom Goralski said, quote, his DNA does not match. He's not Dewan. For his part, it's hopefully some closure for him. For us, it means our investigation is still ongoing and we're still trying to solve the case. And that's that's where Dewan's case ends for now. They're still looking for him. And how long has it been? 28 years. So he'd be 32? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, he had just turned four in 1994, and he went missing three weeks before I was born. That is terrible. Why do you take us down these terrible, terrible rabbit holes? Missing children. Don't touch the babies. Um, At the time of his disappearance, Dewan was four years old. He was approximately three foot tall, 50 pounds, with black hair and very dark brown eyes. The Doe Network lists them as black, but I'm sure they were just very dark brown. Unfortunately, he had no like identifying features, really. He did have a gap in his front teeth, but that's kind of it. And a gap in your front teeth you can fix with braces. So it is likely that he doesn't have that gap anymore if, you know. He got braces. At the time he disappeared, he was wearing a blue winter jacket over a multicolored windbreaker, dark blue sweatpants, and a low-top Fila brand tennis shoe. He wasn't wearing any jewelry. He didn't have, like, any sort of little backpack with him. Anyone with information can contact the Livonia Police Department at 313-421-1920. And I'll post, they, they did um, age progress, uh, age progressed photos of the one that I'll post on Instagram for you guys, um, as well as that diagram of the Wonderland Mall. This this is just a weird case. I, I'm not saying Dewana did anything, but she, she wasn't telling the truth. It doesn't appear that way. And it, it, it's also interesting that she kind of, like, I, Part of me understands why she would have retreated from, like, the public eye and, like, talking to the media and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, I would be, like, probably all over the news, like, trying to find my son and, like, trying to get the his name out there. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, you do anything and everything that you have to. So whether that's, you know, calling the media a million times, mm-hmm. calling the police department a million times, you know, what's going on, where, you know, what's going on with the case, where's my child, you know, papering everything. I mean, heck, if you stand there long enough, putting a sign on on someone who's standing there, you know, uh, regarding your missing child. Yeah. You do anything. And like, I mean, I, you know, she, she moved on with her life. She got um, remarried after she and Victor divorced. I think she had a couple of more children. She ended up being really active in, like, her church and stuff like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, like, 
going forward with your life in the events of like a tragedy like this. So I'm not like faulting her for that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just a very, her, her story, I have a lot of issues with. And unfortunately for the police, like they, they couldn't find proof that she did anything. Cause maybe she didn't, you know, maybe she had her time screwed up. I don't know, but it's just, you know, they can't do anything if they can't find proof and they couldn't find proof anywhere. I, I do think the letter, the anonymous letter is interesting. But again, it, that could have just been someone screwing around. Mm-hmm. It could have been legit, but it could have been someone just screwing around. So it, I, I don't think they ever figured out who sent that letter in. Probably not. So it's just... It's really sad because it's been 28 years. It's terrible, terrible, terrible rabbit hole you brought us down. Don't do that again. I don't know. When we come back from our case, I think I'll have a pretty... There's there's a couple of cases that I really just want to like deep dive. One of them is, um, I told you, Lori Malloy. I like, I have like evidence, like literal evidence that like, I'd like the her day planner and her not obviously not physically I have like the the file um the I the case report the the coroner's report I have like there's a lot that I want to go into on that one so that might be the one we'll do when we come back from our little break well I think somebody out there knows something regarding this little boy and it is well past the time of saying something well past that time. I 100% agree. I call shenanigans on her story, especially if there is no evidence of her being at that mall with her son. And again, we've already gone over the surveillance cameras that are in abundance in a mall. No frantic looking, no no nothing. You know, if that's not a huge red flag... I don't know what else is. As I said, you don't touch the babies. Just don't do that. That's just, don't do that. If she had something to do with his disappearance, we're never going to know. Unless the person that knows about it says something. So it's well beyond time. I mean, look, she has passed away. So if you know something, she can't get into trouble. She she literally cannot. So why wouldn't you at least bring some resolution? It's, it's ne- you know, it's never going to be closed because this child is, unless they find him, yeah. miraculously find him living another, you know, growing up as a diff- different person. And that has happened. Oh, yeah. Where someone has been found as an adult and they were taken as a child. So it, it can happen but if you don't want to say something because you don't want her to get in trouble she can't get in trouble she's she's not here anymore okay so it's time if you know something to say something we will see you guys in a couple of weeks yes and for all of those moms grandmas aunts anyone who is celebrating you know a single a single parent who has to take on the role of mom and dad Mm -hmm. Um, happy Mama's Day. Happy Mother's Day. I hope you enjoy your day. I hope you are pampered and treated, you know, by your loved ones beautifully. And we will see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Everyone tell Lisa Happy Mama's Day because she's the Internet's mom now. <laughs> I sincerely doubt that one. <laughs> but I'm definitely your mom. Yeah. So, thank you, thank you, and we will see you in a couple of weeks. And have a very lovely couple of weeks. With and don't dive down any deep, dark rabbit holes, because you know, if you're going to wait for me, no, <laughs> no, don't dive down. Like, listen to something that has a happy ending. How's that? I'm all about the happy ending. So. You know, listen to an audiobook or or something, some music that you like, and rest and relax because I'm sure she's going to take us down some horrifying rabbit hole when we come back. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this chapter of the Book of the Dead. 
As always, check the source notes for resources used in this chapter. And don't forget that you could follow us on Instagram at Book of the Dead Pod or shoot us an email with a case suggestion at Book of the Dead Pod at gmail.com. We just hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week. We will be back next week with another chapter of the Book of the Dead. And always remember to stay curious, stay safe, and stay vigilant. Bye, guys. Bye.